Let us just remain quiet in the presence of the Lord. Father, this morning we thank you. This morning we give you all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor. Oh God, from you are all things, and to you are all things. And we just give you glory this morning. This morning, Father, we welcome the Holy Spirit in this place. We thank you that you are already moving over us. We thank you this morning that you have ordained this day for us. That you have ordered our steps, Lord. This morning there's nothing that you don't know about us. You know everything about us, oh God. You know exactly where we are at in our lives. You know, oh God, our getting up, you know when we sit down, Lord God. You know the very thoughts, oh God, that goes through our minds. You know the hidden things, oh God, in our hearts. You know the silent battles that we are fighting. You know, my God, all things, the pain, the rejection, Lord God. You know, Lord God. And this morning, Father, we choose to give you the glory. We choose to honor you. We choose to worship you in spite of the obstacles, the battles, oh God, the trouble, the storms in our lives, oh God. We choose, oh God, to look to you. This morning, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will move over us. Breathe over us, revive our hearts, revive our lives before you. Come, Lord Jesus, speak into those areas in our lives, O oh God, that we need to hear from you in, Lord. I pray that you will come, Lord, and saturate us with your presence as we wait upon you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Thank you, worship team. This morning I greet you all in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to ask this morning that we will... Apply ourselves this morning and choose that you will hear what the Lord is saying to you this morning. Because I'm coming with something that is very sensitive to all of us. Some of us are very brave. Some are not so brave. This morning, I'm very nervous though. I'm always nervous when I need to stand on this platform because I believe it's a holy place. And when I speak, it affects people's lives. And people are important to God. He loves us and he would not want to harm us. I'm going to ask that we have as less movement as possible so that I will not be distracted this morning. It was a real battle for me this week, and even yesterday, as I was praying and wrestling, you know, there's some things that the Lord showed me, and uh, it's hard. It's, it's very hard. 
you may think to yourself that, or maybe you, you're in the struggle where you ask yourself, does God see me? Does he see my pain? Does he see my struggle? When is it going to end? I've been praying for many, many years for my family. But somehow the more I pray, the more they fell apart. Praying for my marriage. But the more I'm praying for this marriage, the more struggles and divisions and arguments and fights there is. I'm praying to God for a job so that I can be a provider to my family. But somehow, God is silent. I'm trusting God for a home that I can call my own. And I'm praying and I'm serving God, but God is silent. I'm struggling with pain of rejection. I'm struggling with things that only God knows because I pray to him to take it away. But somehow, God is silent. And sometimes we, we, we quote the scriptures. We say, we talk about the word. We talk about waiting. But waiting is not easy. We know God's word is true. We know God's word is sure. That God's word is our foundation. That that's the only thing we can hold on to. But what if that promises does not come to pass in our lives? And you know, that's what the enemy whispers to us when we're going through those uncertainties and when we ask those questions. But we cannot freely talk about it because people will think we don't have faith. People will ask, are you saved? Be, do you believe the word? But I want to tell you this morning, you are not alone. You are not alone. I want to bring us to a portion of scripture in the Bible. It's found in Luke chapter 1, um, Keisha. I'm going to ask the children to sit still. You can sit still because in school you have to sit still when the teacher is talking to you. So now we're sitting in the presence of the Lord and you can do your best. Amen? Sometimes the children is a disturbance from somebody getting the word that God has sent to them to give them hope. And help. So I'm going to ask the parents to help. Control your children. We love them. We appreciate them. We celebrate them. But there is a time and a place for everything. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, we're going to read till the, to, unto verse 17. So if you can just flow. Many have undertaken, the, undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us. I'm reading from verse 1 onwards. Continue. Just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. Therefore, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, it seems good also to me to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, 
so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. Verse 5. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were upright in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly. But they had no children because Elizabeth was barren and they were both well along in years. Once, when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot according to the custom of the priesthood to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshippers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to give the name John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from birth. Many of the people of Israel will, be, will he bring back to the Lord their God. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. We bless the, word, the, the Lord for the word. The story of Zechariah and Elizabeth is one of great faith and hope. We find the account recorded in, as I've read now, in Luke. You know, the reference, the day of Herod, reminds us that there was a dark time in the world. In this specific time, you know, it was the time between the Old Testament and the New Testament. There was a silent period of 400 years when there was no interaction between heaven and earth. And you can imagine, sometimes I've mentioned a few things that when we pray and we ask, where is God in all this? You know, I've mentioned some of the things that we are experiencing and the questions that we have when we go through this stuff. But just think, 400 years, there was this people that did not hear any interaction from God. And we find ourselves that in this time, you know, that it was a dark place and there was a, a king named Herod. You know, this king was so wicked that he had ten wives and he even killed one of his own wives. Not only did he kill his wife, he killed three of his own children. So whoever come against him, he will just take them out and kill them. So there was like people were... Uh, uh, People were, you know, hopeless sometimes as we feel today in this time that we are living in. There's a protest for everything. You know, there's lawlessness is the order of the day. Um, the, the, the government that we look to to make wise decisions on behalf of the people is not doing that. You know, people's lives are threatened every day because of violence. The injustice that there is, you know, you send in your CV, you are the qualified person, but you're not the right color, so you get rejected all the time. So in this time, it was something like that, you know, and, and, but we find it that in this time, you know, that the Bible highlights uh, um, Zechariah and Elizabeth. And in contrast to such a wicked person that was in rule, you know, there was this man named Zechariah and his wife. They were two shining lights in the dark 
and crooked world. Zechariah was one of many priests in that day of Christ. For the time of David, in the Old Testament, the priests were divided in 24 causes, divisions approximately 20,000. So they were divided, you know, and they used to serve in shifts. That is what they were doing. So Zechariah fell into one of these uh, categories. But the thing is, Zechariah came from the lineage of Solomon. Um, he was the son of one of Solomon's grandsons. And the same with Elizabeth. She came from the lineage of Aaron, which was also a, preach, a priest. So they had a, 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 a blessed lineage. And I guess that helped them to, to be that shining light because of the foundations that was laid in their upbringing and understanding their purpose. You know, Elizabeth, okay. Not only were they a light in the darkness, but they were also righteous. The Bible says that they were both righteous before God. And to be righteous means to be just. And to be in right relationship with God. And by their faith they was declared righteous. Uh, just follow with me as I lay a foundation. We are going somewhere. Not only were they righteous. Secondly, the Bible says that they were obedient in all the commands and ordinances of the Lord. They remembered God's law according to Malachi 4 verse 4. The word walk in scripture has to do with a person's life, especially their conduct. Zechariah and Elizabeth's conduct their lives according to the word of God. They pattern their lives after the divine standard. Biblical righteousness is an inward quality that manifests itself in obedience to God. I'm going to say that one again. Biblical righteousness is an inward quality that manifests itself in obedience to God's word. It does not matter what you are faced with because it's based on the word of God that your obedience stem from, from that. Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in their character. They were obedient to God's word in their conduct, and they were steadfast in their confession of faith. They were committed, committed to living out their faith. What a testimony of faithfulness. I want to ask us the question this morning. Do we stand out? For our righteousness before God. That it's not based on what is happening in our lives. But because of our love for the Lord Jesus Christ. Are we patterning? Are we living out? Our lives after God's standards. Do we give consistent and visible expression of our faith? Not only were they righteous, they were obedient too. But the thing I want to highlight this morning, they were righteous, they would do everything right according to God's standards. They were obedient in obeying the word of the Lord. But the Bible says in verse 7, they had no child. This provides the first hint of tension in the story. But with each revelation, we have the 
theological bombshell dropped, which shatters otherwise the perfect world of Zechariah and Elizabeth. In that Jewish culture, to be barren was like, you are displeasing God. So it was like a curse. So it was a shame to them. For a Jewish couple to be childless was, though, as a sign of God's displeasure. At the very least, it resulted in shame and reproach. Why did they have no child? Elizabeth was barren, and they were both beyond the age of childbearing. We can be sure that they tried. We can be sure that they prayed. We can be sure that they have fasted. Because that's what they know. That you do when there's a battle. When there's a struggle. And that is what the word says. That God will give us the desires of our hearts. So this was a constant prayer request. They tried. They longed for it. They prayed for it. And all they heard was silence. Some of you have known that kind of heartbreak. Longing for a child. Praying. Waiting. But only hearing silence. What do you do when God is silent? How do you respond to God's silence? Zechariah and Elizabeth could have reacted in anger, in bitterness. Certainly all their friends had little ones running around. They watched their neighbor's kids growing up while they are growing old. While their friends were counting birthdays, they were counting wrinkles. They saw their dreams of a family fade into time. And some of you know that pain. Some of you know that silence. And sometimes you question your walk with the Lord. You question, am I doing this right? Why is it? Am I cursed? What is happening? Everybody else around me are having families. Everybody around me is getting married. Everybody around me is getting jobs. Everybody around me are getting homes. Everybody around me are prospering, but I'm stuck. Did not God says in his word that he would give us the desires of our heart? What do we do when he does not? You can get angry. And many of us are angry. And that is the thing that the Lord showed me. Many of us are angry. We are bitter. Because we are praying, we are doing, but somehow nothing is happening. They were serving, they were righteous, they were obedient, but they had no child. The thing that they wanted, they did not get. And I'm sure you can insert your situation in there. Maybe you have a sickness that you are praying and praying and fasting and people are fasting and praying with you. But there's silence. But they have no child. But he has cancer. But they had a divorce. 
But they had big dreams. But they don't have a job. But we don't have a home. These are the things that people are struggling with. But I am an outcast. But I'm a drug addict. But my children are wayward. But you can put in your situation there because you know exactly the pain that you are feeling. Do you know what Zechariah and Elizabeth did? They continued serving God even in his silence. Nothing has changed except the passage of time. Zechariah and Elizabeth still were steadfast in their devotion to God. Why? Why did they not let go why did they not become angry? Why did they not become bitter like some of us are? They did not let their personal tragedy keep them from loving and serving God. Nothing had changed. They were still right before the Lord. They were still patterning their lives after God's word. They still worship God. They refuse to let God's silence become a stumbling block. They had a kind of faith that a but if not faith. Sometimes we in, inwardly long for a faith that will move mountains. I sometimes Tell myself, if I can just say to this thing, get out of my way, that it will get out of my way. But the more I say, get out of my way, the more it's in my face. And, and we wish for that kind of faith where you can just come to somebody and pray for that somebody and the breakthrough comes just like that. That's the kind of faith that we desire. That, you know... Lord, your word says, if my faith is as small as a mustard seed, I will say to the mountain, move, move mountain. But the mountain is still there. What do we do? What do we do? Perhaps we should long for a faith that will keep on praying when we can't see the answer. A faith that we will keep on going when I don't see the answer. How about a faith to be content when you have been dealt a hardship? Paul talks about that content, that I know what it is and I know what it is not to have. But in all things, I will be content. Or faith to be satisfied when all around you people are getting the things you desire. That we will be satisfied. How about the faith that will hold to God's word even when the years go by? Or a faith to keep serving in the silence as we see when we look at Zechariah and Elizabeth. In Daniel chapter 3 verse 18, the Bible talks about a but if not faith. When Daniel's three friends were thrown into the fiery furnace. 
They were given a chance to deny their confession of their faith. But this was not an option for these men of God. They told the king, our God is able to deliver us. But if not, we will still praise God anyway. That is a but if not. Even if I don't see the sun coming up, I will believe today that tomorrow the sun will shine again. Not only did Daniel's three, 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 his three friends had this kind of faith, but we also find this kind of faith in Job 13 verse 15. Job had that kind of faith where this man lost his home, his family, his health. He lost it all. His friends forsake him, even his wife. After all that you could say, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. That is, but if not. You know, you, you, we get this kind of thing going around that Christians don't go through hardships. Christians, uh, um, bad things don't happen. It does happen. All the time. We're living in a world that is full of problems. Jesus himself says that in this world you will face many troubles. But take heart. I have overcome this world. In me you will have peace. Now Jesus himself faced it. He faced trouble. He prayed. He trusted God and was hoping that God will take this burden away from him. But God was silent. So we as his followers, there will be battles. There will be prayers that will be unanswered for us. There's Paul that prayed for three times. The Bible says the Lord said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. And I want to encourage you this morning, whatever you are facing this morning, the grace of God is sufficient for you and for me in our hardships, in our difficulties, in the time when God is silent. We cannot wish certain things away because it is a part of life. Pain is a part of life. Suffering is a part of life for the Christian. Rejection is a part of life for the Christian. There's times when we will have lack, but the Lord says He will provide for us. Sometimes he just gives enough, but he provides for us. For some, he may provide a chicken today. And for some, he will only provide a bread. But he is providing for us. Then there's also the faith heroes of the day that the Bible speaks about in Hebrews 11 verse um, 39 to 40. Where he says that they died in faith. And all these having obtained a good testimony through faith. Did not receive the promises God having provided something better. Now for these faith heroes, God has provided something better and that was death. They died in their faith. But the thing that stands out here is that they did not give up when they did not receive the promises of God. They kept on serving and today their life their testimony is recorded for us.
so that we can glean strength and courage and hope from these men that we can make it even when God is silent. The Bible says they served in the silence. Does it require more faith to trust God and be delivered from the fire than to trust God and go through fire? All around and in every church, there are living flesh and blood saints that bear the engravings of deed, of great faith and perseverance. Our faces may differ, but our lives tells a story of faith. The pages of their lives may be tattered, but their bindings have been sown with God's enabling grace. Some of you have experienced great personal tragedy. Some of you have lost children. You have lost marriages. You have lost jobs. You have lost family members. You have lost greatly in life. You have had every excuse to give up on God a long time ago, but you haven't. You still keep serving in the silence. Even though your heart is breaking every day, but you keep on keeping on. You keep on praising. You keep on serving. You keep on giving. You keep on giving of yourself. Zechariah and Elizabeth were people of great faith. They stuck to it. They've learned to serve God in the silence. Faith knows the silence doesn't last forever. Faith knows that the silence will not last forever. While he was serving, verse 8 talks about, don't miss now what is happening here. Zechariah is getting ready to hear from God in verse 8. What if he had to quit? What if he had given up? What if he said, God, there is nothing happening? It was while he was serving that God spoke to him. God broke the silence. So I want to encourage us. You have come too far to give up now. If you wanted to give up, you should have given up in the beginning. But you have come too far. Zechariah and Elizabeth were faithful in the silence. And for those that maybe did give up, only you know where you are at. Only you know how you started off. You were excited. You were devoted. Nothing could stop you from being in a prayer meeting. Not even your data would, would prevent you from getting into that prayer room. Of getting together with the saints. Nothing could stop you from being a blessing to the next person. But maybe along the way, because of this thing that is constantly on your mind. This thing that is not happening in your life 
And it, it stopped you from giving your best to the Lord. Maybe you don't pray the way you was are supposed to pray. Maybe you are not serving the way you are supposed to serve. Maybe you're not studying the word that you are supposed to study the word of God as a child of God. You're putting up this brave face when you come in there on a Sunday morning and you just glory, hallelujah. You praise the Lord with your lips, but your heart are far away from Him because the silence is too much to bear. You do things when you are asked to do things, but you're doing it half-heartedly. You know you can do better, but somehow just to get you off my back, I will do it. There's nothing in it. God knows. He sees. And it's maybe because of that dullness of hearing is due to the fact that we are not in a position where we can hear from God. God speaks in the suffering and in the serving. He often do. How often do we miss out on hearing God because of our trials we see serving and worshiping God? It is difficult to steer a car when the engine is not running. You will tire yourself out if you fake it. It will become a burden. But when you do it from the heart, the what if faith, if you do it from the what if faith, God sees that pain. I think there's another example in the Bible with a woman with the issue of blood. She did not care if they're going to kill her because she's unclean, but she found herself among the believers. And in her mind, she said that if I could only touch the hem of his garment, but I'm going to do something because I refuse to sit here and die. And if I die, I would rather die in faith, having believed that I could reach out to God and that He could do something for me. Keep your ears open to heaven. The latter rains are coming. Trials are not the time to, to drop out. They are times to press. They are times to press even closer to Christ. My favorite scripture in Hebrews 10.23 says, Hold unswervingly to the hope that you profess for the one who promised is faithful. And I think I've made it examples many a times here about the eagle. That the eagle, when he sees his prey, he does not consider size. He does not think about how am I going to lift this beast? But he has one thing on his mind that this is food. And many of them has crash landed because the weight was too heavy to lift it from the ground. But the minute that eagle grabbed hold of that thing, his tendons, his claws will lock into it. So he will crash land with the beast. And I would want my testimony one day to be that in spite of the difficulties that I have faced, that I will be said of that I was hooked in to Jesus. That I may not have received everything that I have desired, but I have died in the Lord Jesus Christ. That I did not serve Him only for what I get from Him, but I serve Him because I love Him. I serve Him because He's good to me. I serve him. It's because he's the only one that I can run to. He's the only one that knows what I need to survive today.
one of the highest honors for a priest was to offer incense. This was done twice in a day. When morning and evening sacrifices were made, this represented the prayers of the people. The priest who was to offer the incense was chosen by Lot since there were probably around a thousand priests in each division being chosen to burn incense on this day was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Being selected for this honor would be about as likely as winning the lotto. However, when God wants to speak and act, He opens doors that no man can shut. That morning or that evening, it was the appointed hour. It was the appointed time for God to break the silence. And God could look upon Zechariah because he was righteous and he was obedient and he was faithful. He was chosen for that appointed time. And sometimes we don't understand when we are chosen, God has to call us aside. He has to prepare us for that great thing that He wants to happen through our lives, but yet it's not revealed to us. The Bible says that that time, Zechariah, and, and, and what's so beautiful is that Zechariah means God remembers. And Elizabeth means God's oath. On this day, God was not only remembering Zechariah or Elizabeth. He was remembering His eternal covenant of redemption. Hallelujah! While Zechariah was worshipping and serving, the angel of the Lord Gabriel appeared. Zechariah was understandably afraid. Gabriel announced that they would have a son. The silence was broken. The silence was broken. The silence was not just broken for this couple. The thing that the, the angel said to them, your prayers have been answered. And hy het nog een beetje geargue daar so met die, met die angel en gesê, oos is nou al oud en hoe nou? And, but the silence was broken. But not only was the silence broken in their lives, but the silence was broken on earth. The great announcement came that John was about to be conceived. John was the great forerunner for the Lord Jesus Christ that was coming after him, the Savior of the world was about to be announced. And so I pray that there will be an announcement in your life. That the silence will be broken in your life. That the thing that you are praying for, that God will come to you in your serving and says that the time is here. That you are pregnant. That you are about to give birth to your victory. I pray that it will come to pass in every person's life in this place here to this morning. I pray that that prophetic word will come upon you. That you will receive it. Don't question it. Don't question it. Because the Lord afterwards had to mute him, struck him with dumbness because he was going to refuse what God was going to do because it was too unbelievable. After so long and in this age of my life when nothing is fruitful anymore, you come to tell me now, that's how God works. That is how God works. He makes all things beautiful in His time. In His time. 
He answers prayers for us, our ultimate for the kingdom purposes. The story is always bigger than us. God broke the silence of Zechariah and Elizabeth. But more than this, God broke 400 years of silence. He was about to fulfill the longing of the people for the Messiah. Zechariah and Elizabeth were willing to be used by God. They learned that God's no was not forever. And they were faithful to God in spite of their circumstance. What about us? Will we continue to serve God no matter what? Will we serve Him in our suffering and in our sickness? Will we serve Him when things are not going the way it should? Will we serve Him in His silence? That is faith. That is the kind of faith needed today. The kind of faith that will serve in silence, knowing that the silence will not last forever. What breakthrough could be just ahead to end your silence and bring glory to God? You may never know until you learn to serve in the silence. My encouragement to us this morning is that we will stop murmuring, that we will stop complaining, but that we will submit and humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and allow God to allow His purposes to prevail through our lives, that we will be committed, that we will be faithful, that we will de be devoted in serving God. It's not easy, but He will give us the grace from day to day. He sees your pain, He sees your suffering, but let us trust Him that His timing will be perfect in our lives. I want us to close our eyes at this moment. I know by this time you are tired of carrying this burden around, of the silence, of not hearing God, of not seeing the results of the promises. By this time, you have neglected many things in your life where it comes to spiritual matters, where it comes to your commitment to God. The Bible says in Psalm 27, verse 13 and 14, David says, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Take heart and wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. This morning you feel maybe your strength is gone. You have neglected a lot of things when it comes to your walk with God. You are that person that are angry. You are that person that are bitter. You are that person that you're just going through the motions, but there's nothing happening on the inside. But this morning, you want to take up your place again. You want God to come and give you the strength so that you can continue in this walk. I would like you to stand this morning. I'm standing this morning. It's hard. It's difficult. It's not easy. We sometimes make it look easy because we have learned how to fake it. But God knows and God has a purpose for each and every one of us. It's not easy when God is silent. You're praying, you're fasting, you are trusting, you're doing all that you can do. But God 
is silent. He's the only one that can open a door that no man can shut. And he is the one that can keep that door shut as well. But this morning I'm going to pray and we're going to trust God for new strength, for a new determination, that God will renew our faith, that He will give us a kind of faith that even though, oh God, You don't come through for me, that I will remain steadfast, that I will remain faithful, that I will keep on serving, that I will keep on giving up myself, that I will keep on giving up my resources, that I will keep on being a blessing. I'm going to ask you to come quickly to the front. Yes, please. You alone know that what the thing is that you need to mention to the Lord. The thing that you are disappointed about. I'm going to ask the pastors to come stand here. On the stage. I'm going to ask you to stretch your hands towards them. Father, we thank you this morning for your word, Lord, that gives us hope. Your word that brings courage, Lord God. Father, there's nothing hidden in your word, Lord. You expose everything about everyone, Lord God, whom you wanted to use, Lord God. And this morning, Father God, as you have showed me the burden of the people, the suffering of the people, the bitterness and the anger and the frustration of your people, O God. As they stand in a position of surrendering to you, O God. O Lord, I pray that you will come, Father, with the consuming fire of the Holy Spirit. Consume, O God, that anger. Consume that bitterness, O God. Consume that weight, O God. Consume that frustrations, O God. The things, O God, that have made them to stop being who you have made them and called them to be, Lord God. I pray that you will remove it from them as they surrender it to you this morning, Father. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will release your anointing upon each and every one upon this altar, O God. O God, I pray for the anointing of God that will break that yoke, Father God. Lift the heavy burden, Lord God. Lord, I pray this morning that you will break, O God, the chains that so eagerly entangles them, Lord God, that stop them from moving forward, Lord God. Lord, I pray that you will remove hopelessness, disappointment, Lord. Oh God, remove the fear, oh God, of the future, Lord God. I pray this morning, Lord, that the Holy Spirit will rekindle their faith, oh Lord. Breathe upon this spirit, man, Lord. Breathe upon this spirit, oh God. Revive them, Lord. Revive them, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh God, I pray this morning that you will give us a body faith, Lord God. Lord, that we will pursue you in spite of, Lord, the silence, oh God. Oh Lord, that you will teach us how to wait upon you, my God. That you will strengthen us, oh God, in our waiting, Lord. That you will renew our strength, Lord God. Oh Father, that you, Holy Spirit, will empower us, oh Father. That you will enable us, oh God, to keep on keeping on, Lord God. Oh Father, that we will say like Job said, That even though he slay me, yet will I serve him, Lord. I pray this morning, Father, that you will restore unto us the joy of our salvation, Lord. Restore unto us the joy of our salvation, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let our faith, O God, in you teach us that faith. That silence will not last 
forever, Lord. But that we will hold on as we wait upon you, O God. In the mighty name of Jesus, touch us this morning, Father. Oh God, release peace, oh God. Peace, oh God. Peace, Lord God. Peace, Lord Jesus. Your peace, Lord. You promise us your peace, Lord. Your word says that in this world we will face trouble, but in you we will have peace. This is your children, Lord. I pray for peace. Peace. Peace, Lord. Peace. 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 Peace to your mind. Peace to the troubled heart. Peace. 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 Peace, peace, Lord Jesus, peace, peace, in that loneliness, your peace, Just allow the Lord to touch you. Don't be in a hurry. Be serious about what you are leaving on this altar this morning. Shake <laughs> Rika saya basoto robo shekere baba baba handa. O romondo robo shala baba handa raba sekere baba handa raba saya. Era baba baba shakata raba shekere baba baba basetere bebe besikira baba baba. Kurubu shala baba basekira baba basaya baba handa. Thank you, Jesus. Don't leave this altar until he touch you. He is here. He is here. Don't leave this altar until he touch you. The lies, the myths, the unbelief, release it on the altar of God. Falsehood, leave it on the altar. You don't have to fake it anymore. You don't have to put on a face to, to impress people. God knows and He has a desire for you to break through. He promises peace. He promises peace. Peace, peace. 
peace, 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 grace, oh God, grace, peace, peace, wisdom, release it to your children, Lord, release it, oh God, peace. Peace, 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 oh God. Your peace, oh God, that surpasses all human understanding. Remove the anger, Lord. Remove it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, overshadow her, Lord, with your grace, O Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Shaya Baba 